0: there is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi channel. I'm Sean Fangirl S.
1: And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing Episode 5 of the event series, The Purge.
0: Which you guys know, it's on USA and on SciFi, which is why we're covering this. But it has been getting crazy. I can't remember, or I can't believe, I should say, that this is Episode 5. It doesn't even feel like it. Right. Wow. So good. All right, so before we jump into this, let's jump into ratings news, because you've managed to dig some up for us.
1: All right, episode five brought in a 0.35 in adults, 18 to 49, with 0.928 million viewers, making it the 13th overall cable show for the day. Just a slight That's split. good. Yeah, but still real good numbers. That's like
0: crazy good.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I've been uh, and- very pleased with the numbers that this show's been getting on USA. That's impressive
0: that's awesome but sci-fi it's not doing so great
1: no no it's not even making the top 150 on sci-fi so i guess everybody that wants to watch it wants to sit on tuesday on usa or on dvrs right.
0: and we're not seeing those numbers yet
1: right yeah well we got
0: Because we haven't had a live plus seven in forever.
1: Yeah, no, Well, we did on the last episode, we had live plus sevens for episode one and episode two that were just amazing.
0: Oh, that's true. Which still, I mean, this is so good and so weird. And this is definitely the season for it, going into the Halloween season, like watching all this and just side note, because I've seen this a lot on social media because of the presidential alert, like everybody's joking around, like I was expecting it to say the purge will commence yeah. <laughs> in one hour. And I'm like, that's funny, because everyone, I was at work, and wow. my phone was on silent, and everybody's was on silent. And suddenly, we're helping customers, and everybody's looking like what is that noise? You're right. And it did. It just had to feel like, Oh crap, it's the horns. Yeah. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> it was kinda creepy that it happened and yeah, everyone's looking and I just because I watched the show, I've watched the movies, I I I'm into the show and not to the point where I like I'm about to commit murder but it's like just that sounds like, whoa, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> I can see people get like really oh like like freaked out if you hear right. the horns on this. Yeah. Just because of that, like hearing all the sirens and nobody was expecting it. So I can totally hear, like feel like how everybody would feel in this show just for that one moment. So I think it's awesome, though, because who would have thought one little sound would have had you pipe up, like look around, like what's going on? Oh, my God. Yeah. interesting digger. OK, my rando thoughts for the episode. Yeah, right. They can only have one. Let's jump into episode five. Rise up. Catalina warns Jenna, Henry torments Penelope, and Jane goes on a ride-along with the matron saints. Okay, well, that was as to the point as we've ever gotten before. Right. (laughs) All right, so, Miguel and Penelope, shall we start there first, because that was a lot of stuff happening.
1: Yeah, there sure was. Oh,
0: wow. I felt like that was a good portion of this.
1: Yeah, absolutely it was.
0: Yeah, so after this episode, who knows? Maybe uh, Penelope would be be better off actually with the nuns.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, we know that last episode she was bought at the Carnival of Flesh by her ex-boyfriend, Henry. We knew the name, kind of. Right.
1: And we knew he was some kind of drug dealer. Right, Miguel had seen that he had checked her out of the counseling facility.
0: Yeah, but apparently... It was a lot lot more than just her drug dealer. It was her boyfriend, who pretty much has become obsessed
1: with her. Very much so. Yeah.
0: And I kept looking at him when they were showing him, I'm like, is something wrong with his eye? Like, it wasn't clicking. Like, it looked weird and looked all like cat's eye or something. And Jason had to point out, he's like, yeah, something is is definitely wrong. Where do we get to find out why?
1: (laughs) Just wait a few minutes there, uh, Jason. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So apparently we see the little progression of Penelope and Henry's relationship. Right. And we know that he does drugs and has some place. I don't know, a loft or he's squatting is what I really think it is. Right. But Penelope decides to leave. And apparently it's because he hit her one too many times or did something really stupid. I mean, they were kind of vague until she starts yelling at him and then we see him hit her and suddenly there's Miguel beating the daylights out of him. Yes. And now we see why his eye is messed up.
1: Right. Well, it was first he had found a rock on the street and used it because he was getting his butt handed to him by Henry. But yeah, once he hit Henry in the eye with that rock, Then he started, then he got the upper hand and was really whiling on him until Penelope reminded him that you're going to go to jail for this.
0: Right. And I mean, we, I, I can see because we've seen flashbacks where Miguel was like getting in a fight and he was pretty much a hothead. Right. But you also have the flashback going further to his parents saying, take care of your sister. Right. So he's going to do whatever it takes, and you know he was following her around, whatever, coming to look for her. And when he seen Henry hit her, you knew it was done. He was not going to stand for it. No, not at all. And, well, apparently Henry has not forgotten Miguel nor Penelope. Oh, no. it seems like he's gotten, like, crazy
1: obsessed with Penelope. Oh, yeah. He was crazy obsessed with her while he was dating her. And afterwards, it's just gotten worse.
0: Yeah, you know, because he's said like he's had you
1: nightmares left. of her leaving him all the time, and and he thinks by doing this purge, it's going to rid him of all those nightmares and stuff. And that's when you hear Penelope kind of go going against the cult and saying, "This isn't going to solve your problems. You think it will, but which it won't. surprised me. Yeah." <laughs>
0: Right, because, yeah, when Henry is just saying, you know, this is your fault, I've dreamed of you, and I can't get you out of my head, but this will make it all better, and you're like, but will it? Right. <laughs> Won't no. you have that in your head now, that you killed those f- women that you loved, or said you love, and you're so super obsessed with? I don't think so, and I don't know, do, does this mean that Penelope will is, I don't know, going to value her life again?
1: I think. It will in the long run, but at least for this episode, she basically tells him, go ahead and kill me. It's not good. Yeah. You know, especially
0: when she, says, when she says, I'm not the victim here. I was like, right. oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I think she's hoping it'll be over quick. Because then we see that he was in the witch trials tent that right. he rented out for a, an hour. Yeah. I'm like, this isn't good. No. And when they kind of pull back, then you realize she's on like one of those pyres. So he's going to go up in flames. I thought he was dumping water on her head earlier. I'm starting to think that wasn't water.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: We on. do get to see another. Oh, go ahead.
1: Yeah. She was about to get uh, toasted, shall we say. Yeah. Burnt we
0: do get to see another flashback. <laughs> he might be roasting marshmallows. You never know. Yeah. When Miguel was leaving for the Marines and Penelope was ticked and she's crying and then who do we see? It's a counselor who's there to talk to her. None other than the cult leader, Tavis. Yeah. What was that look when she was hugging her though? Oh, that look like, was, I'm, who was she looking at?
1: Yeah. I don't, we didn't see who she was looking at. And I don't know if it was because that she was looking at someone or she was just thinking, I've just got a new uh, follower here.
0: Okay. I was like, wasn't sure if she's looking at somebody, or it's just that yeah, I got her
1: right, yeah, I think it was just, uh, yeah, I got her, jeez, yeah, now, apparently, Miguel, the only way he kept his butt out of jail was by signing up to go into the military, so yeah it it kept him out of jail, but of course it separated him and Penelope, and from the way she reacted that really wasn't what she needed at this time because of the Yeah, well Henry is it's better than there. he's in jail.
0: Yep. Oh, True. Yeah. Oh
1: much better than going to jail for several years.
0: Or who knows how long. Who knows because we
1: don't know what the laws are in this society. Right.
0: Since you have one day where you can do anything, maybe it's you know, life in prison. You don't know. Right. So we do see Miguel finally make a move against Rex, which I wasn't sure if this was the best move, but Rex and him kind of talked. And Rex is like, don't do it, man. And he's like, we're fine. We're fine. We're not doing it. But then Rex got a little too excited when they got close to where they needed to be. Right. And I think that's what just pushed Miguel over. Yeah. So he uses Rex to get in by selling Rex to the carnival. And he lets go the two people who we find out was the landlady and her son. And. Oh, man, I got a little worried because Rex is being tied up and Miguel's like, I need him to get in where I'm going. Just go hide. And the kid who he just saved grabs the gun. and He's like, give me the truck. Yeah. It's like, really, dude?
1: Yeah. How dumb are you?
0: Right. So, of course, Miguel's like able to disarm him. He's like, you never turn on the person who just saved you. I'm like, Uh-oh. "Uh oh, yeah, there's a flashback. I'm wondering if we're going to see. But they kind of scurry off. Miguel gets in, uses the vendor badge, which we see that Rex had kind of hidden. Right. And he gets paid for the his delivery and goes into the Carnival of Flesh. Great. See, I was really feeling like if it was the other way, even though Rex said he'd get him there, that he was going to try to sell him out. Right. So I don't know if this is better or not, but I'll tell you, because Rex gets put in the pen to be sold, much like Penelope. Right. But the fact that they were able to recognize him, that made me mad. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm like, come on. I want somebody to not recognize him. And just so he gets like really scared and gets kind of a taste of his own medicine, even if it's only for a little while. Right. That's what I wanted. And of course, that did not happen.
1: Right. Yeah. It'd which been made me mad. Much better if we had seen him get all the way out to the the stage. Right, and then, right.
0: And then like, him. they
1: recognize right
0: Right, right. That's what I was hoping. Kind of give him a little terror there. Yeah. Because we have Miguel who's trying to find his sister and I'm thinking, okay, you can do this, man. Come on. I am like so stressed with this, this storyline.
1: Right, but it's a huge place.
0: Oh my gosh, yes. And instead he runs into another Marine and I was like, oh, crap. The guy's like, oh, hey, man. How are you doing? And Miguel's like, what are you doing? We don't the guy's kill like, oh,
1: civilians.
0: Right. Oh, I do this once once a year, so I'm cool, like the rest of the year. And the guy's just smiling at me, like no big thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. I kind of thought that he might even, like, recruit him into helping him find a sister. Right. Yeah, Even though he's like, okay, this dude is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs because he's doing this but like I feel like he he could have been helpful and he still might right I don't know I'm going to hope I don't know if there's much hope but I will hold on to that little glimmer of hope somewhere right but as all this is happening Miguel actually hears Penelope scream and he's almost there yeah And then because Rex was freed, they find the guy. Really? If it's this big, how do you find him that fast, dude? God damn it. Right. Tackle Miguel. He's screaming for Penelope. And then suddenly Henry opens like the flaps and gets super excited because Penelope sees Miguel. Miguel sees Penelope. They both say each other's name. And Henry's like, oh, no, he's mine.
1: Yeah. Whatever it costs, I'll (sighs) pay it.
0: I'm like, come on. (laughs) This guy's a dope dealer. Does he have that much money? Because he's like, yeah, yeah, I got it. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I was so ticked.
1: Yep. It's like yep. you were so Very close. In poorly for both Miguel and Penelope now.
0: Right. Oh man. And Henry, you know, is going to do some horrible shit.
1: Right. And I'm sure or Rex is to. probably going to be right there next to him as well.
0: I mean, I think Miguel always knew that Rex would get out of it, right. so he wasn't truly in danger, but, I don't know, with with Henry, because they're going to shackle him to whatever, I think Miguel's in trouble.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, let's jump over to Jane. Oh, Jane. She called Daniel. At this point, or David. Yeah. I don't know why I called call him Daniel. <laughs> I've changed her name. I don't know why. He's a jerk. You know he's a jerk. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be helpful or not. But anyway.
1: Yeah, well, I think she's just trying to make sure she doesn't have to live with that, knowing that she's the one who got him killed for the rest of her life after seeing what Allison did.
0: That's true. Especially the way Allison flipped out after. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. But she sits there with the Matron Saints, and one of them is relating their own Purge horror story. And Jane's like, I'm so sorry. She's like, don't be sorry for me. It's like, oh, okay.
1: Yeah, I'm strong. Right. It took
0: all of that to make me what I am. All right, then. They arrive at the house, though, that they were looking for, break into the apartment. I guess it was an apartment, not a house, sorry. And tase the guy who is attacking a woman. Now, we don't know if it is like a husband, boyfriend, whatever. But the guy was cussing up a storm. And well, I don't think that's a good move for you at this point. Especially as he starts yelling, "It's my right." Oh god, yeah. that was probably a bad move when you have all these women with guns and they're tasing your
1: ass. Yeah. Not your right.
0: No, and even when this woman is being like kind of patched up, like some of her her wounds, she's like, "Oh no, 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 it's nothing. Don't worry about it." I'm like, "I'm seeing this and I'm seeing similarities with just abusive relationships. and oh, you know, And it was just making me so mad. And I know that's the point of this moment. Right. But, oh, my God. You're making excuses right after you called them or somebody called. She may not have been the one who called.
1: Right. I'm assuming it was her.
0: But, holy crap, why are you making excuses for this piece of crap?
1: Yeah. Who's beaten her pretty damn good? Right. Because there is some serious scarring.
0: So they take the woman out of the house to go someplace safe, and then they're going to dole out their punishment. Very girl with the dragon tattoo here, if you know the scene I'm talking about in that movie. But they decide to brand the guy. And I was dying because Jane's like, I want no part of this. And even my husband who's watching it going, damn, that's serious. I'm going, well, I think this is worse because the girl goes don't move or we'll have to do it again. I was like, Oh God. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, dude, you might, it's going to hurt like nobody's business. Right. Oh, that's going to be a bitch. But you know what? Yeah. At that point, don't move. Just let it happen quick. Like that branding. And then you'll be done. Otherwise you're going to have multiple, like all over.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh God. And I was cringing just, just watching that. I was cringing. Right. And I know it's not real. It's, I don't know what's worse with that. Just like the thought of what that would do. Whew, okay, let's yeah. go past that. Because Jane apparently decided to take one of their cars. Right. Either the girl or the guy. She's like, well, apparently you're not too upset about what happened. It's like, I'm going to take a car and sneak out. And, and as she's walking, she's in the garage. And again, my husband pipes in. This is how horror movies start. Yeah. Stop <laughs> it. Stop. But. Gets in the car, and I'm like, did she look in the back seat? Did she at least lock the door?
1: Right. And she drops the keys. I'm
0: like, son of a...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah. And you're you're (sighs) just waiting for it now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, something's going to pop up. They're going to bust the window. But instead, it's one of the women, and she's like, don't do this. Don't leave. And she's like, no, I can't. I can't be part of this. I have to make sure he's okay. She's like, okay. Well." Take this. And I'm thinking she's handing her a gun, a knife. She hands her a card.
1: card. Put the number on it, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. The call us. Say call
1: us. Oh, my
0: gosh. Give her a weapon. Yeah. Because she gets over to the house and, like, walking super slow across the street, again, what the hell? Yeah. Just stay out there and be a target longer.
1: She hears some commotion and fortunately is able to hide behind something as... We see a guy with a flamethrower. Just randomly. A, yeah. Doing <laughs> old fire truck with women just shooting in the air.
0: I know. I was really confused. It's like, oh, you're just like, look at me. I'm super scary. Which they were. Because I know if I was out. Yeah. What's happening? Yeah. But she was, goes up.
1: Were on parade.
0: Yeah. 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 That's exactly what
1: I was thinking. Uh-huh. <laughs> they weren't killing anybody or anything. They were just out. Maybe just trying to terrorize
0: the neighborhood. Right. But then after they pass, she goes up to the door and rings the bell and the door just opens. You see like it's a video camera just open. So. Right. Okay. Who's letting her in? Exactly. Is it David? Is it the assassin? Is it somebody else? Somebody else? Yeah. It's like, oh, nobody's coming down to the door. I don't know if that would be the thing to do.
1: No, no. I think on purge night. If David's not at the door, I'm not walking in. It's like, "Mm, maybe no. No idea what's in there. Right.
0: Yeah. I think I might take a pass on that one. Yeah.
1: Back (laughs) in the car and drive to the hospital because we see something. Yeah. Of having to try to talk to her mom who does get back in touch with her. And that's not pretty.
0: No. Because Rob's just like, what is going on with you? Cause you don't just call just because it's like, ooh, okay. Well, her mom knows her best and she's just like, I love you, click. Wow. Okay. Definitely bad. Yeah. So we're going to go over to the Stanton's house again with Rick and Jenna. This is just really confusing over there because one of the servers who had talked to Jenna and helped her with like the Tylenol and, right. and who Jenna was really nice to pulls her aside and she's like, Get your husband and meet me in the cellar. You need to leave the house. And, like, right there, she's like, uh-oh, what, what? Yeah. And so instead, because her husband's so far up there, she ends up going up to try to find, uh, was it Delilah? Yeah, Lila. I don't know. I added syllables. But before this happens, Mrs. Stanton comes to talk to her. And because dessert is being initiated, yay, and everyone knows what this means except Rick and Jenna. Right. But Mrs. Stanton's like, oh, is this your first time? But she looked at the maid kind of like, what was that about? Right. And she's like, oh, I wasn't feeling good earlier. She was just checking it. And she just she's like, just follow me. I'm like, uh oh, yeah. I don't like this. I don't like this at all. And so she goes upstairs to try to find Lila and she's pounding on the door. And in the room, Mr. Stanton's giving this toast and how awesome his wife is and how Great, the fundraising has been for the NFFA. And, oh, it's so, been so great. We have three sacrifices this year. Yay! What? Yeah. And you get these special handcrafted knives, which Rick took one because basically the butler is, like, shoving it in their face, but he's like, shoves it in his inside coat pocket. Right. Maybe that'll come in handy later.
1: Uh, that's what I'm thinking. I know but, several people uh, thought that it might be that he was going to participate. And right. I didn't get that feeling from the way he grabbed it and immediately put it in his coat pocket. Right.
0: But Mr. Stanton comes over and he's like, hey, what's going on? He's like, you seem distracted. He's, oh, my, my wife wasn't feeling well. Because he's looking around and Stanton's like, oh, go get her. We'll talk about everything later and try to get you more funding. And at least this was his exit strategy. It's like, okay, he he knows what's going on. He knows my wife's not feeling good. I need to find her. So he can at least get out of the room without it being really weird. Right. But, I mean, all these people standing around who are super happy about these three people being dragged in so they can all slowly stab. Right. I'm like, oh, I want to get out of here, too.
1: Yeah. (laughs) As fast as possible.
0: So it was weird. And right then you knew something was up because as he goes out of the room to go find Jenna, the waitress and the butler look at each other and they kind of do that head nod.
1: Right. So you know it's about to go down. Boy, oh, yeah. It is. It's like, oh, crap. Oh, crap. Yeah. Are they going to be able to get out of there?
0: I hope so. But I was just thinking this is going to be bad if Rick doesn't hurry up.
1: Right. But of course, when he finds her, he gets defensive again. Oh, you're trying to say save Lila, huh?
0: Right, right. Maybe now is not the time because right. Jenna's trying to say, We need to get out of here. There's something happening. And he's like, like you're up here trying to get Lila, da da da. And then all of a sudden they stop and they're like, What's that noise? Yeah. And I thought they had dropped like these metal shutters everywhere. Right. But apparently it was just like the lower level. Yeah. They go in a room and they can see all these people coming at At the house, like shooting. I was like, oh crap. Yeah. And yeah, I love it because Jenna's like, oh, we need to get out of here. And he's like, we need to hide. She's like, no, we need to get to the cellar. Trust me. Just trust me. Right. And he's like, okay, not the front way because people are being mowed down. Yeah. So when they run to the back way, which I don't know how they know where they're going.
1: Yeah. Just downstairs.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, they get down to the cellar and I love it because they close the door and they put that little. I don't know what was it like. It locked it. It blocked the, the door. Little wood, the wooden uh, yeah
1: door lock. And I'm like, door lock.
0: yeah, that's gonna do a lot. Yeah, <laughs> good job. But they run downstairs, and he's like, ah, I can't get up this door. <laughs> yeah, There's codes everywhere, dude. Where do you think you're going? Right. And then out comes that maid, and gosh, I I'm just blanking on her name right now. And she just looks yeah, and you know, thank oh. you, Kelly. Like, Kind of like cocks the gun and he's like, we're not one of them.
1: (laughs) She goes, I know you're not. That's why I told you to meet me down here.
0: And I think Rick's eyes could not get any bigger.
1: Right. Absolutely. He was afraid he was about to die.
0: And it's like, okay, can you help Viola? She's like, yeah, no, we're not helping her. No, Sorry. Well, she should have stayed out of the country, I guess. Yep. But Hey. We have roadblocks out there, so go this way and this way and you'll be safe.
1: Right. I don't think anybody is safe. No, because they get outside and you see them just scaling the walls. I mean, it's, it's a pure...
0: Yeah, crazy. And then that flag on florals that was anti-NFFA. Right. It's like, okay, maybe this is falling somewhere before purge election year or around the same time. Right because we are we were talking off air, trying to figure out where this falls in regards to the movies. It's got to be either right before or right during it is the only thing I can think of.
1: Yeah, at least in that vicinity, time-wise. Yes,
0: because I don't think that there's too many anti-NFFA, but it was interesting because as we we're watching this, my husband happens to make a remark that I think a lot of the rich people would probably be targeted. Right. Because they're the ones supporting the NFFA. And if it wasn't early on in the purge when people started realizing that it's all these rich people who are supporting this and essentially killing off their people, the middle and low income. Then at some point, like a light bulb's going to go off and they're going to be like, you know what? Kind of like dragging the royalty out way back during the revolution, French revolution and off with their heads. I feel it's got to be the same thing happening. Like, as the anti NFFA movement grows, they're going after the people who are funding them. So, you'd have to start taking them out. And these are the parties. Yep. The best time to get a majority of them. Yeah. All you need is a couple people inside to let you in. And that would be the wait staff. Yep. Kind of like our assassin said, they never suspect the woman. Yep. Don't piss us off. You don't know. <laughs> All right. Now, let's go to our final person, which we I have a big, giant question mark about still. Okay. The Masked Stranger. I mean, listening to the tapes, is it good? Is it bad? Is it pro-Purge? Is it not pro-Purge? It's really confusing. Right.
1: But it, it kind of cleared up with this episode just in the last few minutes was, are you going to sink? Are you going to swim? going to be a hero? So it it definitely, to me at least, felt like, no, this was not a a pro-Purge. This was anti-Purge all along.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Because he actually stops.
0: And, yeah, this is where I was like, because the way they stopped the episode. Right. I'm like, which side is he on right here? Because he rolls up on some other masked people who are just, like, beating the crap out of somebody. And they stop and look at him as he gets out of this truck with his billy club and his metal mask. And it's like, is he going to go after them where he's outnumbered?
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Oh, See, I I wasn't sure if that or if he's going to just take out a bunch of aggression on whoever they already have there.
1: (laughs) No, he was definitely taking on three guys, the three people that were beating up the victim. At least that's my thought. Cause okay. they, they had basically started calling him names and it was like, bring it on, boys, as he started walking towards them.
0: That's why it wasn't 100% because they they stop it and it's like, oh, crap, which way is this going? Is he losing his anti-purge motivation or was this kind of part of it? I, I don't know. I'm confused with them. <laughs> I guess we wait and see. Yes. Unfortunately. Oh, yes. my gosh
1: leave him for the last two or three minutes and you kind of go
0: come on give us some more right <laughs> i need more i don't know who he I is
1: know if he's a vigilante or not
0: oh what do you guys think shoot us an email at SciFi talk that's s-y-f-y talk at fangirlzone.com let us know what you think and rate and review us on all platforms you're finding us on Because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends about this show, especially if they like the movies because I think it helps give a lot more information. And of course, we hope you're enjoying our podcast and you can always go over to our website, www.fangirlzone.com and you can hit our contacts page there to let us know how you feel about the podcast, the show or any of these. Give us your theories and we'll happily share them with The world, if you want. So, for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangerlass,
1: And I'm Steve. Become the person tonight that you want to be tomorrow. And
0: until next time.